Welcome to the Hello Divorce Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Levine. I'm super excited to share with you my top insider tips for divorce, including actionable steps in bite-sized pieces to lowering the cost, conflict, and confusion surrounding your divorce so that you can move on to that next awesome chapter with peace of mind and your financial and emotional integrity in check. All right. Hi, everyone. Today's topic is one that we've been getting so many requests for. So I thought it was important to jump on with a bonus episode and talk about coronavirus and how it's impacting divorce, co-parenting, and child custody issues. I've got a ton of great information for you today and answers Well, I mean, with things changing so much, maybe it's not answers, but definitely some problem-solving skills and some solutions that I hope will help you get through this time period. It is March 18th at 1 p.m. Pacific time, and I'm saying the date and time because things are changing so rapidly, so I want you to be aware of it. I'm recording from my bedroom because we are in Alameda, California, and there is a shelter in place order. So I have told my kids that we are practicing social distancing, which requires them to stay downstairs for the next 30 minutes. So hopefully that will work. I also have an incredible guest today. Uh, the one person that I absolutely wanted to have on the show, and fortunately, she's willing to give us not um, record not just one podcast, but two. We actually recorded one a couple days ago, and unfortunately, Zoom hasn't processed that recording, so we are trying again. Anyhow, her name is Billy Tarasio, and she is not only an award-winning lawyer and author and sought-after speaker, but she is the owner of three successful businesses, you guys. She brings the Arizona perspective. I'm in California. We hope that everything we have to say will be relevant nationally, maybe even internationally to some people. But um, if you're looking for Arizona help or information, she is your go-to person. Her firm is Modern Law. It's a family law firm that's servicing most, if not all, of Arizona. She'll let us know. She's also the co-founder of Modern Law Practice, which helps law firms scale, grow, reduce overhead, provide kick-ass service to their clients, and make more money. It's just a win-win solution for law firms to help their clients and to grow their practices. And then finally, her third business is I Do Over, which is a company that's very similar to Hello Divorce. They provide DIY services, courses, help from legal assistance, videos, access to amazing lawyers. Um, it's a great resource. So I am thrilled to have her with me here today. Hi, Billy. Hi, Erin. Thank you so much for that introduction. Absolutely. I, you know I'm speaking to you from my home in Alameda. You're in Phoenix, right? Yes, I am. And the situation here is a shelter in place. How are you guys doing? Well, we don't have a shelter in place um, yet. We do have closed schools and closed restaurants. I think, I mean, people are still out and about. Um, Places have not closed everywhere. So I think you guys are probably at least a couple weeks ahead of us in terms of how this is playing out. Mm. 
And are, are you working? Is your team working? Are you guys able to work remotely? Yes, we are absolutely able to work remote, um, which is great. You know, everybody has always had the ability to work from home and we have the technology and the systems in place to work remote. I think what's hard is we're asking people to work remote while they have no childcare, <laughs> right? you know, and we're asking people, you know, to work remote and stay home, which creates know, a lot of isolation and depression. And so I think the, you know, the, the big problem doesn't come from a lack of technology. It's what happens when the whole world falls apart and you're supposed to keep working. Yes. I can certainly sympathize, empathize, um, all of it. I know that our team is absolutely set up to work remote. In fact, our hello divorce team always works remote, but we're really struggling with how to stay connected, how not to let your mind turn to mush, uh, how to work and set a schedule when you have kids and negotiate that time if you're lucky enough to have a partner in your home to do all the regular stuff, but also have time to work. So I guess what we're both saying is we understand that there's a lot on people's plates. And when you add in family law stuff, that's really hard. So I'm hoping that we can address some of the most important questions that have been coming in to both your firm and mine in this podcast. So let's jump in. You know, uh, one of the, the biggest things that's happened in the last 48 hours for us, and I think for you too, is that our courts have now closed. So what does that mean? If the court is closed, what does that mean for your clients in Arizona? That is such a great question. I, you know, the last call that I had before I got on with you was a new client who has an absolute emergency, and he has found out that his three-year-old has been fed um, marijuana uh, by the other parent, and so this is a an emergency, and um, he needs. And our family court aren't really accessible right now, um, or it's unclear how much they're accessible because we're in such a state of transition. We're not closed all the way. We're getting um, reports about all of our all of our court hearings being canceled. Um, so, strategically, as a family law attorney, you've got to be creative during this because family is not the only option if you have an emergency. And then for all those people who don't have emergencies, they just feel stuck and slowed down. And then we have to, I, I think, get creative as well in how can we negotiate something, at least on a temporary basis, that will work for families in crisis? Yeah, absolutely. I know here in California, the courts are closed. However, policies are differing from county to county. So oh as an example... As of yesterday, Alameda County courts were completely closed, not working, no virtual services, period. We later received a notice by email that they were accepting domestic violence restraining order applications, which I'm just going to pause right there and say that if you are experiencing domestic violence, call the police. That mm -hmm. is still an option and probably your best option. Um, but, and they were also going to be accepting emergency requests. So mm -hmm. not my ex is refusing to give me the child because he's concerned I'm exposed to coronavirus, but actual real emergencies like the one that you just um, brought up. 
And then later that night, they retracted that notice and said that they weren't, it wasn't actually finalized. Fortunately, we got a notice today from Alameda, from Contra Costa, and a couple other courts that they are, in fact, processing emergency requests. But that's it. So it comes up for a lot of people in the child support and spousal support context. I know a lot of people whose income is severely impacted right now. And in California, you need to file a motion, if your ex doesn't agree, to modify support. And it's generally only retroactive to the date that you file, meaning that you can only modify support back to the date that you file your motion, not the date that your income changes. Well, with the courts not accepting filings, that's causing a lot of people concern. And so I'd love to hear your perspective on the topic. I mean, obviously, we think that the number one most important thing is to try to negotiate with your ex or if they have a lawyer with that lawyer to see what you can work out for two big reasons. One is because it might actually result in an agreement. And second, because if it doesn't, at least down the road, when we are able to file, we can show the court that we did in fact try to resolve something. And we're hoping that that will have a positive effect on their case. Any comments on this issue, Billy? That is just crazy. I didn't, I I wasn't backing the court courts being closed and you couldn't file things because we can file things electronically. Um, Even with the courts, you know, closing for hearings, we can still move on, you know, move people's cases forward a bit. Uh, And I think that what's important because there's panic and there's very real impacts to people financially who are going to need to be modify their spousal maintenance or their alimony and their, um, child support. Um, and I, right. You know, you have to reach out, you have to negotiate and then documenting, you know, almost creating a petition and giving it to the other side to say, Hey, will you accept this as of this date? Um, might be your best bet at documenting the date at which you really needed to modify. Mm, Yes. I think that's really important. We, I have all these notifications going off and I'm so sorry. I hope it doesn't <laughs> impact the recording too much, uh, but we're not using our normal channels. So right. I forget to turn off everything. Anyhow, I do want to say that, you know, again, every court is different and you are welcome to contact either of our offices on Hello Divorce. We have a chat bot that you can connect with. We also have blogs on coronavirus with forms where you can submit your questions. So if you have a particular question that you need help on, or you want to know what your individual county's rules are in the moment, let us know. We don't have e-filing in most counties. Counties that do are sometimes not accepting filing that uh, method right now. They're only allowing a Dropbox that you physically have to go to if you are in fact allowed. So rules are changing rapidly. Counties have different rules. If you can't find it online and you want to connect with one of us, definitely um, that's what we're here for. Okay. So the biggest issue that is coming up for us is these custody exchanges. And um, 
whoever is currently the custody, the custodial parent really does not want to exchange. Um, we are getting call after call of people trying to find a way to not have to do the exchanges. And in general, what we are telling people is that if the exchange is in close proximity, that you should continue to do it unless you have a real justifiable reason. You should continue to do that exchange. That is what is expected. That is the court order. We believe that the shelter in place does have exceptions to either um, exchange because of a court order or to care for a family member. So we believe that it is in fact lawful and that you should do that. However, the question becomes when we have these uh, custody exchanges that are across state lines or more than a few hours away, what do you do in that case? What are you telling people, Billy? Well, I, I think it's it's crazy because um, 10 days ago, people would have said, most people would have said, go ahead and wipe down your seats. I was flying um, last week quite a bit and everybody was wiping down seats and it was just, that was, that was our reality at that moment. And now I have a friend who flew the other day and was in an airport and they're empty. So (laughs) the, the state of information is changing quickly that right now, what we're being told by our government officials everywhere is don't do it if you can avoid it. And so I, you know, that's, that's what we have to go with right now. Yeah, I think so too. I think that we need to do whatever it takes to keep our kids connected with both parents. If Mm -hmm. there are step parents or bonus parents that have been actively involved in that child's life, we need to facilitate FaceTime and other activities to keep kids connected to their parents. And so I'm just strongly encouraging people to try to work out in agreements, maybe that will, you know, be able to have makeup time or an extra week in summer or whatever it takes. And then to get those agreements down in writing. Now, we happen to know a lot of people who are agreeing on different custody terms or different child support and spousal support terms. And for them, we are recommending that you not just get it down in writing, but that it be prepared in the form of a stipulation so that we can file it in court and will actually be enforceable. Because just getting it down on paper doesn't mean that it's something that you can enforce, at least in California. Is it the same in Arizona? Well, certainly with respect to any modification of a financial obligation. Okay. So um, if people want to change parenting plan on a temporary basis because of what's going on, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that we need to file a stipulated order for a long-term modification. However, with financial obligations, like a, a modification of any type of support, then we would absolutely want that to be in the form of a stipulated order with a date. And is there a special form that you can download? Is this something that your office creates? Like it's a one-off or like how do stipulations work in Arizona? Um, So there may be a form online. The Maricopa County self-help forms are pretty darn good. And if not, that is something that our um, legal doc prep company I do over can can help people with for... um, 
for a very nominal fee, especially when you compare it to something like a modification or attorney services. Okay, awesome. And let's see, one other issue is like a lot of people want to continue moving forward with their divorce. And we're actually Mm -hmm. encouraging that, especially if things are amicable. Um, We don't want people who don't want to reconcile to continue to be connected uh, through financially or through their estate, um, all those kind of things. So we've done a podcast, we've done a blog on let's continue moving the divorce forward. I think that you guys have that capability as well. But what can we do as lawyers, as mediators to help continue to facilitate uh, dispute resolution? Yeah, so... um so much of what you said there is so important. And I don't, I don't know if you've seen, you probably have the articles coming out of China that there are now record number of people filing for divorce mm-hmm. after their Corona crisis. And I think what's happening is people are, you know, you're, you're in a home together and life has to slow down and you really have to look at your life. And so for a whole lot of people who have been unhappy for a long time, it's now becoming very clear that which they always knew that their marriage isn't in a place that can be reconciled. Um, And so, and life is short and what are we going to do about it? And yes, the answer is we can move that forward um, even though life has stopped, even though the courts have closed and there isn't anything stopping us from um, beginning that process and negotiating the terms and using alternative methods like arbitration or mediation or simple negotiation to get people, um, you know, through this next phase of their life. Absolutely. And do you, are, is your office or do you know of other people that are equipped to do online mediation, uh, or dispute resolution? We absolutely are. Um, Great. Yeah, we have certified mediators. We don't have any problem doing things online. Um, What's interesting is, at least in Arizona today, and I do believe this will change, but in Arizona today, people are still wanting to come in. Mm. So, so we're and and that's legal here, and there's no you know shelter order. So we're just what we're doing is we're making sure that people are coming in only one person at a time, wiping everything down in between each person, not shaking hands, things like that. So our level of precautions is a little bit different from yours right now. Um, but there's nothing stopping from mediating either online or in person. Are, is your team, aside from people that are meeting directly with clients, are they still coming into the office or are they working from home? The, what I've done, as I've said, um, anyone who is sick or anyone who has a family who's sick cannot come to the office with any symptoms whatsoever. Anyone who is risk should not come to the office. It's not a blatant, you know, ban by my by me, but it's it's a anyone who's un who home or has kids at home is encouraged to stay home. The thing is, a lot of people. Um, we have probably three to four people here day. Um, you know, versus the 10 that we usually have. So it's definitely a spin crew. Yeah. You, it sounds like you guys are definitely about a week behind us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were starting to dwindle down in the office about a week ago. We're client centered, but we're also family first. And we've got staff that is caring, not just for kids, but sometimes their parents as well. And so we want to be really careful uh, with exposure and whatnot. 
And then it was almost like Monday, we were sitting there and we were watching all these orders come in and things change. The courts announced closure and the shelter in place order um, come down. And it was so surreal. It was like part of us, it was like business as usual. And the other part of us was pure panic. And like, and then we're like wavering back and forth. But fortunately or unfortunately, however you look at it, I haven't really had time to let that sink in because there's been so many questions like the ones that we've talked about today. And, uh, you know, another one that's come up quite a bit is for the doctors and nurses who are amazing and are heroes and are still working. I have had a lot of co-parents who are not the doctor or nurse call in and say that they're worried that, you know, these healthcare professionals might be exposed to coronavirus. And if that's the case, that, you know, it could impact their kids, their kids could get um, the virus. Uh, Have you had any of those questions come in? Have. And to me, those are, it's just the most heartbreaking thing that dealing with this disaster where we're afraid of one another and the threat is real and it's not buddy's fault, but we can kind of come together and support one another. We usually can in times of crisis. And I think the only thing that parents can do at that point is one another with respect and, you know, keeping focus on what is best for mild. What is the real risk? What am I willing to expose that? And how do we cope with this emergency that we have? Because the emergency tends to pit against one another. Yeah. Yeah. How do we cope with this? I, I think that, you know, in my 15 years of practice, the best way I think co-parents can talk and navigate through this is like you said, with respect and avoiding two very important things, demands and criticisms. Because mm-hmm. the moment people begin demanding something of the other, the moment people start criticizing the other person's um, you know, activities, they shut down. And we need to keep communication open. And so I just am really encouraging people to use I statements and to even ask the other person, hey, it sounds like I just made you really upset. What did you hear me say? Let's try to work this out. Like this is your chance to, your opportunity to try to keep things as peaceful between the two of you as possible and maybe even do some problem solving together. So I have, I don't want to keep you much longer. I know you're super busy, but I do have one more question for you. And then of course I want to open it up, Billy, in case there's anything else you want to share. And my question for you is, If somebody is looking for a lawyer right now in the moment, where should they be looking and what sort of qualities or technology should they be looking for in a lawyer? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I mean, the best place, if you are starting from scratch and you're looking looking for a lawyer and you can't, you know, you've asked your family and friends, is you should read Google reviews. Um, they're the closest thing to to getting your family and friends' recommendations. And then you should look at, at websites and read what they say because lawyers and law firms all have a different personality and a different methodology in the way that they lawyer. And there's nothing, there's nothing right or wrong about that. You're just looking for fit. So 
the first thing you know you should do is look for fit by reviews and by the website and then um and then you're going to look to see you know does this law firm have the technology and the infrastructure in place to represent me during this place this time when paper and um you know, the old school ways of doing business have shut down. You are going to need to look for a law firm that can work remotely, that can do things digitally, that can accept your documents and, and e-signatures and online payments. Like if they don't have those things, um, you know, in Arizona, if we're a one week behind California, then we're eventually going to be sheltered, which means we will be ordered not to leave our house. And so you have to choose a law firm that can, that can function under that environment. And you'd think that most law firms can, but at least in my experience, I would say that the vast majority of law firms have just not caught on to the technology boom that the rest of the world has already embraced. And so um, I think that is a very, very important point, Billy. I also recorded a podcast. And for people who know me, this is probably the longest podcast I've done. Usually ours are quite short, but they're packed with information. And I did a podcast just a couple weeks ago about choosing the right attorney for you, the Mm -hmm. right legal help for your case. And so I highly encourage people to take a look at that as well. And there is a website called Divorceify, and it is kind of like an attorney... Uh, referral service. However, it's best, it's um, particularly for divorce, family law, and child custody matters. And it has people besides divorce lawyers that are really integral to helping families resolve family law issues. So like certified divorce financial analysts and divorce coaches and life coaches and that kind of thing. So it is a great resource and I recommend that people check it out. Okay, Billy, is there anything else, my friend, that you would like to share? We probably will end up doing another one of these episodes soon, but in the moment, is there anything that you'd like to share? No, I think we have covered it all. I think the the key has to be like flexibility and compassion um, and patience. And how, how can people reach you? Oh, um, my website is mymodernlaw.com. And from mymodernlaw.com, they can get to your other company as well? Yep. You can get to idoover.life, which is the um, DIY document prep company. Um, And we would love to get to know you and help you. The only other thing I want to say is if lawyers are out there listening to this and you need help getting online quickly, please contact me. I can help get your law firm set up to be online and functional quickly. And I I just think that the world needs more lawyers that are set up to help people than less. I absolutely agree. And I'm so glad you said something. I can say from personal experience that when I pivoted to primarily focus on Hello Divorce, we really needed some major help, a major overhaul when it came to making Levine Family Law Group a lean, mean, uh, machine. And we brought in Billy and Chad Burton from Modern Law Practice and have never looked back. It has been absolutely incredible, including the intake team that they work with, that we are now using. I mean, knowing that my phones are taken care of and my clients have an empathetic ear on the other side is taking a lot of stress off of our plates in this moment. So yes, definitely. Um, I want to remind everyone that we are on social at Hello Divorce. 
that you can find us online at hellodivorce.com or levinefamilylawgroup.com. We are set up to help and in any way we can. And if it's something that we can't do or is not in our jurisdiction, we're happy to find you someone who does. So thanks everyone until our next episode. Thanks so much, Erin. Mm-hmm.